With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. Praise the Lord, God, whom all blessings flow. This is Apostle Tracy Robinson. We welcome you tonight from Personal Touch International Ministries. We welcome you tonight to join us in a word from the Lord, from the heart of God. We welcome you tonight to study with us in spirit and in truth and to learn and to inquire and to know what it is that God requires of us, that he has his best, amen, that he has his best at heart toward us. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't be so adamant about giving us his word in spirit and in truth. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be so long-suffering with us through the things that we go through. If he wasn't, he wouldn't even take the time to give us a word of encouragement, a word that will keep us afloat, that will keep us on the path of righteousness. Amen? I tell you, we serve a mighty God. And God is who he said he is, all by himself. That's whether we want to serve him or not. We thank the Lord for what the Lord has done today. We thank the Lord for this opportunity to be able to come before his people, amen, by way of online conference, by way of computer, amen, cell phone, whatever way you're tuned in. We just thank and praise God that you're with us tonight. Amen. So we're going to talk tonight about voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. And if you notice, when we say voices of human reasoning, we're including more than one voice. But when we say versus the voice of truth, we're only talking about one voice, and that's the voice of the Almighty God himself, the voice of truth. Amen. Father God, we thank and praise you today for what you've already done. We thank and praise you for what you've already spoken on our behalf throughout this day. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for just being God in all that you've spoken, all that you've done. Being God, oh God, Lord of lords and King of kings over our soul, over our mind, spirit, souls, and body. Oh God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for being God and being Lord even over the devil and keeping the devil in contact, even keeping the devil suppressed, keeping the devil, oh God, in a place, oh God, underneath our feet, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for the word of God that you're going to give us from your heart tonight through your servant. We thank and praise you, oh God, for the word of God that will come forth tonight in, in spirit and in truth through comments and questions. We thank and praise you, O God, for the hearers and the doers of your word tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for those that their ears have been tuned to hear God. Amen. Your ears, O God, have been here to tuned to hear the righteousness of God, the spirit of the living God. 
And we just thank you, Father God, for ears that can hear like that. Ears, oh God, that will guide and lead us in hearing what thus says the Lord. We thank you that we're sheep, oh God, and not goats. Because sheep, oh God, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't know how to guide and lead ourselves as sheep. But we thank you for being our shepherd, our father. Oh God, our all in all, we thank you for being the bishop of our soul. In the name of Jesus, we just say, Lord God, have your way tonight on this line. Move by your spirit. Let your word go forth. Oh, God, let the hearers and the doers hear what thus saith the Lord, and let us become doers of what we hear. In the name of Jesus, God and lead us, oh, God. And, Father God, we ask that you would touch those, oh, God, that, that desired to be on but could not be on. Oh, God, and even those that didn't want to be on, we ask that the word of God in spirit and in truth go out, oh, God. Let the word of God in spirit and in truth find them, Father, for your purpose and for your glory. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen. Amen. Again, we're going to talk tonight about voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. I tell you, the Lord God, when we're dealing with the Lord God on a daily basis, 24-7, God is just God all by himself. And no matter what we do and what we say, we can't beat God under no circumstances. You know, you hear people say you can't beat God's giving, but whether God is giving or not, we can't beat God because the Scripture teaches us that there's no wisdom nor no counsel against him. In other words, we can't come up with no wisdom and we can't find no counsel that's against the will of God and the way of God. We can find a lot of people that are in awe, in awe with God and don't want to be bothered with God and they try to find fault. Even the devil himself tries to find fault in God. But still, the scripture says that there's no wisdom or counsel against him. In other words, nobody can counsel him. Nobody has the wisdom that's greater than his wisdom to know all things and everything. Oh, God, he sees everything. He hears everything. He's everywhere at the same place at the same time. The devil can't even tell you he's omnipotent and I'm not present. The devil can't even tell you he's everywhere at the same time. Because he cannot be there like that. Only God can. Because God is omnipotent and I'm not present. Amen. So voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. Amen. We ask you these questions tonight. How many voices are you hearing? And when you're being talked to, how many voices do you hear? Do you have the ability to shut down your thinking when people are talking to you? Do you have the ability to to just be mindful of what's being said to you and hear what's being said to you and you're able to respond? Amen. When you need to respond to a question, a comment, or a thought, how many responses do you hear to that as you are listening to what's being spoken to you? When you think a thought, how many responses do you get in just a thought, just your thought, not to mention the thought of somebody else's? How many responses do you get? How many do you respond to? We're going to start out by saying that human reasoning is 
Human reasoning looks at things from a human perspective, not God, consciously or unconsciously, leaving God out of the whole process. Now, that, that alone sums up that whole definition. It leaves God out of the process of human perspective because that's the only way human reasoning knows how to deal with things, whether they be spiritual or natural. And we're going to get further into the lesson where you will see that the spirit, that the human reasoning, human reasoning cannot discern the things of the spirit. Why? Because the word of God says so. It's impossible for the human side of us to be able to discern spiritual meaning, spiritual things. Human reasoning tries to figure out spiritual things on its own. Human reasoning assumes that God sees as we see, asking without asking him. In other words, we think God is looking from our level. We think God is doing this thing from our level, not realizing that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So therefore, there's no need of us thinking that, you know, in human reasoning, there's no need of us believing that that God sees as we see. That thing should be vice versa. We should be seeing as God sees. Human reasoning is based upon tradition, religion, and man-made ideas about what God, through his son Jesus, really means. Human reasoning dismisses spiritual things that cannot be grasped with the spiritual mind and senses. That and the first definition we gave really sets human reasoning up front to give you a total understanding as to what it is, what it really is. When we use our human reasoning, our understanding, our will, and our way of trying to understand and do the will of God, we're bound to shipwreck. We're bound to make a mess. We're bound to mess up. And if we try to do it in our reasoning, our understanding, human-wise, we're more, we're carnal then. We become carnal. We're trying to do things in our flesh is basically what we're doing. So therefore, human reasoning dismisses spiritual things that cannot be grasped with the physical mind and senses. Human reasoning has its place in certain matters, such as scientists, doctors, engineers, technicians, lawyers, because, you know, a lot of them are self-made and a lot of them don't believe that there is a God or they don't believe that what they do and what they have acquired was enabled to them through the help of the Lord, through the means of the Lord, through the will of God. They think that only by their hands only that they acquire what they acquire. That's even in knowledge. Human reasoning tries to use the word of God, but find it hard to comprehend the word of God. Isn't that something? We try in our own reasoning trying to understand God's word. Amen. We try to comprehend and understand it, put a meaning out there as to what it means in our flesh. Amen. But it's hard to comprehend without God. It's hard to comprehend without his spirit. 
Human reasoning relies on its own intellect and suppositions instead of allowing God to teach us through his son Jesus. How many of us are caught there or have been caught there? Your human reasoning relies on what you know, what you can do, instead of allowing God to teach us, instead of allowing the word of God to guide and lead you into all truth as it's designed and purposed to do. Human reasoning is an enemy of faith. It's an enemy to your faith. It's bound to make you shipwrecked. Faith relies on God, his nature, his plans, and his purpose, along with his word. And without the Holy Ghost, it's hard for humans, for the human will to fully understand and grasp at a level of thinking by faith. Because the human reason can't see faith. Faith sees beyond the natural senses and reasons beyond human reasoning. Isn't that something? Now, we're talking about voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. Again, we're talking about many voices of human reasoning, influences. Amen. Whatever it is you are allowing to trigger your mind and your thoughts, to control your mind, to control your going in and your coming out. Whatever it is you're allowing in your human reasoning to take control or possess your mind. That's, the, that's what we mean by voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. Truth, we know, is the state or character of being true in relation to being knowledge, to being knowledge or speech. Truth has a voice that speaks only for God and says what his word says. If we don't say nothing else about truth, that's enough right there. Because truth only speaks what he hears from God. Truth only says what God says. St. John, if you go to your Bible, St. John 14 and 14 through 18 says this. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. That's right, truth is, a, is, is masculine. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. This is Jesus talking. He promises to answer. He promises to give us an answer. He promises to keep his word, and he does keep his word. If the word if means on the supposition or condition that, allowing that, although whether, if means, and, and it says in the beginning of the scripture, if you ask anything in his name. In other words, allowing that. On the condition that, amen, 
Let's go to St. John 15, verses 26 through 27. Verse 26 says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you the Father, from the Father, I'm sorry, even the Spirit of truth. You see, you can't get this thing, you can't get the Holy Ghost without the Spirit of truth. Even the Spirit of truth was proceeded from the Father. Now we know that the Spirit of truth comes from the Father because that's what the Word says. And guess what? Listen at this. It says, He shall testify of me. Truth comes with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of truth comes with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? He will testify of the Spirit of Christ Jesus in you. He will testify of the Father. He will testify to the word of God that's in you. Isn't that something? Verse 27 says, And ye ye also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. We're going to bear witness. If the spirit of truth is in us, we're going to bear witness of that truth, because that truth is going to testify of Christ Jesus in us. When we receive the Holy Ghost, when you just received the Holy Ghost, when I received the Holy Ghost, did you not receive the Spirit of Truth? Because this is your witness. If you need a witness or you felt like you didn't have a witness, then do you have the Spirit of Truth working inside of you with the Holy Ghost? Let's go to St. John 16, 13 through 14. St. John 16 and 13 through 14 reads, verse 13, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, meaning what he hear from the Father now, That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Spirit of truth got a a, uh, whole lot of work that he does for God. He will also show you things to come. Verse 14 says, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Isn't that something? Christ Jesus is the giver of that spirit. He prayed to the Father that he would give us the comforter, even the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit glorifies Christ Jesus. See, the Holy Ghost knows Jesus, and he knows him in the fullness, in his full stature. The Holy Spirit guides, teaches, and gives revelation knowledge. 1 John 4 and 6 says, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. That's enough right there alone to leave people alone. Because if people are not of God, if believers are not of God, then they're not going to hear you. The scripture says, He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I'll read that scripture again, 1 John 4 and 6. It says, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. 
He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. My question to you all tonight, saints, is it possible to have the Holy Ghost and not the spirit of truth? Is it possible? Amen, Pastor. I don't believe it's possible to have the Holy Ghost and not the spirit of truth because I'm believing that they are one and the same. Amen. He said, and the spirit of truth. Amen. It's a confidence that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I believe that you can have the Holy Ghost and not allow it to operate. Okay. Because, see, the spirit of truth comes, and when the spirit of truth comes, he comes to testify of Christ Jesus. Amen. The spirit of truth also comes to keep us in check also and say what the word of God says, says what he hears God says. The spirit of truth also will cause us and put us in check. In other words, it will convict us when we begin to lie or we attempt to lie or have lied, and it will cause us to go back and repent. That's what the spirit of truth does. The Holy Ghost does that too, but the spirit of truth is what really kicks in to cause us to say, well, okay, you just lied. You need to go back and undo that. So that's why I said, is it possible to have the Holy Ghost and not the spirit of truth? Because a lot of a lot of believers are struggling with this. They're really struggling with the spirit of truth. Amen. We're going to talk about the spirit of error. Are there any questions or any comments so far? Just based upon that alone, we're still talking about the voices of human reasoning versus the voice of truth. Amen. Amen. I don't have any questions, Apostle. Amen. What is the spirit of error? The spirit of error is the spirit of man trying to question and answer the spirit of God through their will is the spirit of error. Man trying to question and answer the spirit of God through their will their knowledge, their understanding without the Spirit of God, without God even in the process. Again, it's another part of that human reasoning that's kicking in. The spirit of error has to have a body to inhabit. Isn't that something? It's a spirit, and it needs a body to operate on the earth. It has to have an agent to act and work through. The spirit of error is the teacher of error. Error is the condition of erring or going astray from the truth, especially in matters of opinion or belief. Also, deviation from a right standard of judgment or conduct, as through ignorance or inadvertence. Isn't that something? Ignorance always show up in that stuff when you're talking about truth. <laughs> Recognize.
recognizing this spirit of error. We recognize the spirit of error through false doctrine. False doctrine is a system of error. People are being elevated, for example, in the organized church. And it does not always mean that the hand of the Lord is upon them. And it doesn't always mean that they're going to do the will of God. But the spirit of error, amen, begins to raise people up, begin to see potentials that God has not called out. Are you following me? Spirit of error, we repent so easily, not believing that we really, not believing that we're really at fault. We will repent, oh, I'm sorry, or sorry, but we don't really believe that we are at fault. Therefore, making the repentance not truthful. We have the ability in our will, in human reasoning, to pretend, amen, that we're repenting for something that we don't even really believe that we. We're at fault. Isn't that something? That's the spirit of error. It is really the spirit of the, is it really the spirit of discernment or is it the spirit of error that you're operating in? Which one is it? The spirit of error will cause, cause you to commit blasphemy if you're not, if you're not careful. You'll be to mess around and commit blasphemy. That's that unpardonable sin against the Holy Ghost. Not knowing or realizing that you are committing a sin as such because you're unaware, you're not educated, you're not knowledgeable, I'll say, in the spirit realm to know the difference between the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of error or the spirit of the devil. And nowadays we have believers calling calling the Spirit of the Lord, as, as they call Jesus, Bezebub, because they don't understand or because, or because that's not going on in our house of prayer or that's not the way we were taught and that's not the way we do things, spirit of error. Oh, they don't look, they don't dance like we dance. They don't speak in tongues like we do. Somebody need to stop them from praising the Lord because we don't praise God like that in here. Spirit of error. St. Mark 3 and 29 through 30 says, But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost had never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Verse 30 says, Because they said, he had an unclean spirit. They said that the Holy Ghost had an unclean spirit. When they saw the move of God, they called it an unclean spirit. St. Luke 11 and 15 says, But some of them said he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Again, spirit of error, spirit of ignorance not really knowing the move of the Spirit of God. And we find ourselves in a bad state. We're putting our souls in jeopardy. Eternal damnation is what we're doing. So we say don't jeopardize your soul's existence because of ignorance. Because see, ignorance is not an excuse and it's not going to get you through. 
It's not going to pardon you at all. The spirit of error began in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3 and 4. When the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Not only was it a spirit of error, but it was also the beginning of a lie. The spirit of error twists the word of truth. Romans 1 and 21 through 22. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Spirit of error. When the spirit of truth brought change in your life, brought change to you, yet the spirit of error still tries to keep ministering to you saying to you, this is not God, saying to you that you don't belong to God, saying to you that God ain't saved you. Because we've always done things like this. This is the way we do. No, you know you don't do like that. You know you don't act like that. This is the way we act. This is the way, this is what we used to. Spirit of error. Your own will will cause you to submit to the spirit of error. Isn't that something? Your own will will do that to you. It's like throwing a rock and hiding its hand. <laughs> the spirit of truth comes in to bring change, not compromise. The spirit of truth will cause you to admit when you are wrong, and it will cause you to have to repent. And you will do it earnestly with a sincere heart. And you will do it not lacking nothing. In other words, it won't take nothing from you to go back and say, forgive me, I'm wrong. Or forgive me, I have wronged you. That's what the spirit of truth does. The spirit of truth keeps us in line with the will of God. Line upon line and precept upon precept in and toward his word. Human reasoning in St. Mark 2 and 11, 2 and verses 1 through 11 is where Jesus healed the man that was sick of the palsy. And the scribes were sitting around reasoning in their heart, you know, that Jesus was not God. Therefore, who gave him the, the authority to forgive people of their sins is what they were saying. They refused to believe by faith the ministry of Jesus and admit that they were wrong. They admitted that he was wrong, in other words. Spirit of error, human reasoning. So see, human reasoning takes you further into just, just your intellect. It takes you into error. It takes you into the point of not believing by faith the will of God. It will cause you to lead the very foundation, hallelujah, God, that God has placed you upon in his righteousness, so that you will not err, so that he will be the way. He will be your truth. But the spirit of error, along with your will and human reasoning and the influences of other people and their reasoning, could damage your foundation in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Human reason will mess you up and leave you totally confused about the will of God. And And even his will in you. This is why it doesn't pay to be too smart in the word of God without the Lord God. <laughs> why do one need to what do one need to do in order to receive the spirit of truth and stay in the boundaries of the spirit of truth? What do we need? What do you need to, to receive the spirit of truth and to stay within the boundaries of the spirit of truth? Well, we offer some recommendations here. We said pray, study, and practice the Word of God daily in your life until change takes control. See, that's one of the problems with the, with the, the I started to say the new believers, but the believers, they don't want to do according to the Word of God. People want more than a microwave version. They want something that you can just give to them, and they'll take it and make it, turn it into a cliche. You know how babies learn things, because babies learn things based upon rhythm and sound. You know how we used to do our children. When we sang uh, good night, they will go to sleep. You know, they'll get so used to that, that rhythm and that tone and that sound, you know, that's how they learned that this was the time to do this. This was the time to go night-night. Or when you get ready to teach them certain things, they learn things quick as a young child. I'm talking like two and three because they would, you could sing the alphabets to them. They didn't necessarily know them. They didn't necessarily could point them out and comprehend them to you. But if you sung them to them in a Rhythm, rhythmatic manner, they could catch on to it because it sounded good to them. Well, when you're dealing with the Word of God and you're dealing with new converts, you're dealing with people that still say, I'm a work in progress. You're dealing with people that are still on milk and not meat. You're dealing with people that are straddling the fence. You're dealing with people that are lukewarm, that don't want to pray, don't want to study, and don't want to practice this word of God in their life daily. So they are just like those children. They, they too, love cliches. They, too, love a, a smooth, a sweet saying, something that's going to pacify them so that they don't have to pray, they don't have to study. They'll use you to do all those things so much for them. And think they got it. And they will very much be in need of the spirit of truth. Believe in the word of God by faith. Hold the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. 1 Timothy 3 and 9 says, you know, that's 1 Timothy 3 and 9. Faith will destroy your will with its intent. Isn't that something? Faith can destroy your will with its intent if it's not of God. Because, see, one thing about salvation, when we get saved, we have to turn our will over to the Lord. You know, it's not just something to say, not my will, Lord, but thy will. That is truly a statement of confession. That is truly a statement of total surrendering your will. At least that's what it should be. Because when we say, it's not my will, Lord, but thy will will be done, that says I'm surrendering all to you, Lord. 
What do we need to do in order to receive the spirit of truth and stay in the boundaries of it? We need to seek the Lord and confess our sins, our faults, our weaknesses, our wrongs. Go before the Lord boldly to his throne. Tell the Lord what's going on with you. Yeah, I know he knows everything. I know he's omnipotent. I know he's omnipresent. I know he sees all. He hears all. I understand all of that. But the thing is, he's also waiting on you to be truthful to yourself. He's waiting on you to be truthful toward him. He's waiting on you to be earnest, honest about what you say and do. Get the mind of Christ. Pray and ask the Lord to give you the mind of Christ. All you got to do is pray and ask for it. Let the spirit of truth cleanse your conscious, your subconscious, and your unconscious mind. How much more should the blood of Jesus, who has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our conscience from dead work and lifeless observances? That is tradition, religion, ceremonial ritual, human reasoning, spirit of error, in order to serve the living God. How much more? How much more should the blood of Jesus, how much more does he have to offer himself? He's already done it once. Hebrews 9 and 14. We must get our conscience purged from dead work in order to serve the living God. Die to your authority. Put away those things that you used in that old man's life and its ways of handling things. And let God close the doors to the past, the past of your conscious, your subconscious, and your conscious mind for his glory. Give yourself up to God. Let him move on the enemy of your will that's coming against him in you or coming against him for you. Let God move on it. Let him step into the process of your situation to do his will. Let him step in your circumstances to do his will. God is not afraid of what he sees in you. He's not afraid of, of what all you've been through. He's not afraid of what it's going to take to clean you up. Come on, somebody. Amen. So don't, don't be afraid to let him have you. Don't be afraid to surrender to him because he knows what to do for you. He knows how to clean you up. Mm. Mm-hmm. He knows. Amen. What, what we need to do in order to receive the spirit of truth and to stay in the boundaries of that truth. We need to clean out the storage space in our minds so that the Spirit of the Lord can begin to dwell and take his rightful abode in your mind. He can clean out the junk and let the doors close. See, we can't do that thing. I don't care how much we try, how much we hang around the, the doorsteps of the house of prayer, or how much we claim that this is my prayer partner and we, 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 we this and we that in the Lord. I don't care. Only the Spirit of the Lord and his words can clean up your junk. 
and close the doors to your past. You ask, you say, what storage space? What junk? Well, the storage space of your conscious mind. We we taught a um, a lesson a few months back here on the conscious mind, the subconscious and the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The storage space of your conscious mind. Your conscious mind tests and measures things from the information of your environment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the storage the storage space of your subconscious and unconscious mind does all the data gathering and reasoning. Man. Mm-hmm. The storage Man. space the storage space of your unconscious mind is where you store your memories, your emotions and habits, which are good at reasoning and logic. That's Amen. the unconscious mind. Now, reasoning is the process of thinking about something in a logical manner, I'm sorry, in a logical way, in order to form a conclusion or judgment. Logic, logic is reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. Now, the subconscious mind has a stronger sense of awareness of your surroundings than the conscious mind and is always turned on, even while you are asleep. That's that subconscious mind. That's why I see the Spirit of the Lord wants that. Okay. If you hear it says it's even it's turned on always even while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. That conscious mind is has a strong sense of awareness of your surroundings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Deep I can see that. Huh? I said I can see that. Uh huh. Hey man, I got a question, Pastor. You say that was the conscious or the subconscious mind that is aware while we're asleep? The subconscious mind. Amen. The subconscious mind has a stronger sense of awareness of your surroundings than the conscious mind and is always turned on even while we are sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deep hurts are stored in the unconscious mind. We're still talking about voices of human reasoning and the versus the voice of truth. Because, see, in our mind. We store these things. We hold this stuff in our minds, and the Spirit of the Lord wants to come in and unlock our mind. He wants to destroy, get rid of, clean out. He wants to turn out all these things in our conscious mind, and especially that subconscious mind. Thank you, God. Deep hurts are stored in the unconscious mind. Your con- your subconscious mind obeys orders from your conscious mind. So if all you do is focus on your conscious thoughts, such as your money, your house, your job, amen, your husband, your wife, stuff you've accumulated with your hands, mm-hmm. then your subconscious mind will deliver the feelings. Let's catch this now. Your subconscious mind will deliver the feelings, emotions, and memories that you have experienced, whether it was in the trauma, joy, or pain, amen, 
to your conscious mind, making those feelings and emotions and memories become a reality to you. It'll take it from the subconscious and bring it to the conscious. Okay. Did you get that? I got that. Amen. Isn't that something, though? That and, we, and we wonder why we have so much still going on with us struggling in salvation because that subconscious mind is harboring stuff that we won't allow the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of his word to come in and destroy that those things that are in there. Get rid of them. Close the door to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It becomes a reality putting you into a never-ending spiral loop of confusion. Right. And that's something. And that's something. It just raises a question in my mind of those that are mentally ill. Then... Mm-hmm. Those are things that are still locked within their subconscious as well as their conscious mind. So uh-huh. this is their reality. Uh huh. Okay. Because what happens is the conscious mind. Okay, the subconscious mind obeys the orders that come from the conscious mind. Uh huh. Okay, and so if if we focus. In our conscious mind, if we focus on certain thoughts, right? Okay, bad, good, traumatic, or whatever, then the subconscious mind, what it does is it delivers a feeling. Mm-hmm. Something can liken to what that conscious mind is ordering. It, it, it tries to come in with an emotion, with a memory, something that took place in our lives even when we were a child. Right. Uh-huh, and it'll, it'll try to liken it to what that conscious mind has just presented. That's what okay. the subconscious does. Okay. So that's why when people have all of these problems, it's coming out of their, the, the subconscious mind has, in other words, it's just like going to order something to eat. <laughs> I think this would be a good uh, uh, example. When I go and I order something, and if I don't want it the way that it's on the menu, then I have a select way that I want to order it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then then I would say, so that's my conscious mind, and I want it this way. I'm ordering it this way. Though it's served a certain way, now they will sell it to me the way I asked for it. I may have to pay a difference for it, too. But now what happens is in that in that subconscious mind of mine, if there's anything that happened to me from ordering that like that before or ordering it the original way I say, then that's what it'll bring into my conscious mind where you don't want that because of this is the way it tasted the last time or, you know, you found this on it the last time, a piece of hair was in it or Something was wrong with it, so order it the way you want it now. Right. I, I guess I, I, you know, Elder Harley, help me out because you're good with examples. <laughs> Man, that that was that was clear right there, Pastor. Amen. That 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 subconscious mind, Amen, will, will send that feeling or that emotion based on what that conscious mind is is is, is um thinking about at that time. That was just clear to me. 
I even like that analogy. Yeah. Because yeah. the subconscious mind, if you got hurt or harmed or whatever, it'll bring in a, a thought. It'll bring in a feeling, an emotion, something to liken to what it is you, you, you're ordering, what it is you're asking for, or what it is that conscious mind has ordered. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see the and then, like you say, it'll lock you there, and it'll keep you focusing on that past experience, that past hurt, how this felt before. Therefore, you can never get rid of it because it has locked you right there. Like when she mentioned people with mental problems, it locked them right there. Amen. And you can't get over this thing except that you give it to the Lord, except that we let that same mind be in us, which was in Christ Jesus. When it forms that picture, amen, when that conscious mind look at that thing, if the mind of Christ is not there with the spirit of truth to stop it and say, but what does God say about this? Amen. We go on to rehearse this thing over and we hold that past hurt and we look at that person with a different eye, with a different mind frame because of what they said or did with us based on what was in our past, in our subconscious. That's right. It keeps you looking, it keeps you always looking for the bad in every situation. In every situation. Amen. Because I had an experience like that early in the week, whereas I encountered a person that said something to me that would have pulled me back into the past. And look how they said this. Look how they meant this here. But it didn't. And I say, Father, I thank you so much because there was something there to stop to say, don't look at what they say. Amen. Hear what they said, but don't dwell on what they say because you're no longer there. You're no longer in that spot to allow this thing to hurt you the way that it hurt you before and had you for months and months on end just toying, toiling with this thing. Why did they say this about me? You know, human reasoning. How come a person is treating me like this here? Don't they know that somebody else could have been in this same position or whatever? It just plays over and over, and you find yourself locked in that thing. I found myself locked in there for months, but this time, no. Oh. Yeah, because because the conscious mind put out a order, it put out that order, and then when the subconscious mind obeyed the conscious mind because of what that person said, that thing was designed to cause you to fear or get depressed or whatever. But it wanted you to hold on to that bad situation because see the subconscious mind is the one that brings in the feelings and emotions and stuff from what. Said to you in that conscious mind. Right. It brings back whatever it can relate to whatever that person said. Uh huh. Truly. Like I said, it's just a blessing because when it looked, there was nothing there. Amen. Amen. Nothing to pull on but the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Because, see, when the voice of truth speaks, Amen. That conscious mind and that subconscious and unconscious mind have to obey the voice of truth. Amen. Amen. Human reasoning, human reasoning can no longer dictate and cause that conscious mind to submit an order to that subconscious and that subconscious obey it, trying to liken something to what was said to the conscious mind. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, God is good. The Word of God is awesome to go into those different different levels of mind and begin mm-hmm. to destroy and separate that thing where the mind of God, the mind of Christ, sits mm-hmm. 
area to control all three. Amen. And the word that I keep that keeps coming to mind when we give surrender it all to Christ is total freedom. That's the word I keep hearing, total freedom, when you surrender it all to Christ. That's right. I'm being you that is also in Christ Jesus. It is total freedom. Freedom. Because, see, free, when you get free in your mind, when your mind gets free and the Lord unlocks your mind to freedom, your mouth opens up because your mouth becomes free also. Amen. 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 Your heart is no longer bound. Your heart is free also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. Amen. Amen. I tell you, the Lord is something. The spirit oh, yeah. of the voice of truth is so awesome. That's why I say, can we have one without the other? Mm. Can we have the Holy Ghost without the spirit of truth? I don't think we can. No. <laughs> no. I can't see it because they operate together. Division basis. God works one in all. He works one in all. Yeah. And, and that's why I love the way he does things. So the conscious mind's ability to direct your attention and awareness is the most important power that mankind that we all have. Mm-hmm. So our mind to direct our attention and awareness. That that's the our that's our power right there. Amen. You think about that now, and that's the power that so many are using, even believers outside of the will of God. Because, see, in order to stop using this power here and to turn it off, we've got to accept the will of God, the word of God, the Holy Ghost, and the voice of truth. Mm-hmm. we got to turn this thing off. Because, see, to create change in our lives, we must learn through temperance and obedience from the fruit of the Spirit to control what our conscience is really focusing on. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions or comments? Because we're getting ready to shut this down. Amen. 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 Um, Prophet Larry, are you there, sir? Yes, ma'am. Amen, sir. I, w- I would like to have a word with you, if it's possible. Um, uh, I want to say this before we we say good night, but I'd like to have a word with you um, and uh, speak with you in reference to a situation uh, about our men's uh, men's uh, dialogue on their online Bible study, if that's possible. Yes, uh, I can give you my email address. You can contact me, and I, we can okay. exchange offers. Uh, Go ahead. It's power of prayer at, hot, at hotmail.com. It's power, P-O-W-E-R, of O-L, prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, mm-hmm. at hotmail.com. And you can at contact hot- Yes, at hotmail.com. Okay. Amen. Amen. Because I, I would like to, uh, if, if if I well, Elder Harley, which said Amen. She she and I, we would like to um, uh, speak with you. 
uh, just briefly in reference to that, if you don't mind. Y'all have to forgive me, but um, I, I noticed that you were on the line, and I, I wanted to get that out there, you know, in case you decide to leave the line before we leave. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome, ma'am. Amen. So we, we're going to wrap this, this, this up here, amen, because we're getting on up in our time here. But our conscious and subconscious and unconscious minds will hinder the mind of Christ. If we're not mindful, these things will hinder us in the will of God. And see, we have to be mindful to know that everything about us in this flesh, in our will, in our, in our doing, our intellect, human reasoning, it's designed to hinder the will of God in us. Amen. Amen. Because, see, your, your flesh ain't going to tell you that I'm, I'm afraid of God. Your flesh ain't going to tell you that I will set you up, and when God come to your rescue, I'm going to be the first somebody bow down and ain't saying nothing. Your flesh ain't going to tell you that. Just like the devil won't tell you, Okay, I'm not going to mess with you when God come on the scene. I'm only going to throw rocks whenever God, I know God is far off. Mm-hmm. But when God shows up, see, the devil ain't going to tell you I'm the first one in a prostrate position bow down to him. See, our flesh is the same way. Your will is the same way. And that's why we have to come into the conclusion of the whole matter that we must surrender all to the Lord. That's mind, spirit, soul, and this body. Because the only way we're going to be able to get God's righteousness, not self-righteousness, God's righteousness in Christ Jesus in us, the way the Spirit of the Lord will have it in spirit and in truth, to walk in the will and the way of God on this earth, illuminated, showing Jesus Christ, saying what the Spirit of the Lord is only saying to us on this earth, we're going to have to give up self. We're going to have to denounce the voices of human reasoning and turn to the voice of truth, which is God himself through his son Jesus which is the word of God, which is the will of God. The Holy Ghost will bear witness in our conscience. When our conscience tries to fail us, the Holy Ghost will bear witness. It will testify of us. Mm -hmm. It will testify that Jesus Christ is in us. We belong to Christ Jesus. It will do that. If, if the Holy Ghost in you is not testifying, it's something's wrong. Amen. Man, it, it, it's something's wrong. First Peter, last scripture, First Peter 3 and 16 through 17 says, Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they say all kinds of stuff about you, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you Accuse your good conversation in Christ. I'll read that again. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil doing. It's okay for what people say about us. It's okay for people 
you know, to call us this and that and accuse us of being evil. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says so. The Word of God says so. What difference does it make if you accuse me of not being a child of God? That does not make you right, and that does not move me from where God has called and chosen me to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything. So I tell you, God is good. All the and time. God, amen. God loves us so much that he will not have us to err. He loves us just that much, and he wants us to do according to his will. Amen? Amen. Amen. So are there any questions, any comments? No, Apostle, just rich. I'm just truly sorry that I came in so late. I fell asleep. But it was just good for what I did here, and I thank you for that. Amen. 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 But I also like the outside world. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I would like to ask for prayer for me and my entire family. Amen. Anything in particular, you just want prayer? Um, prayer for healing, prayer for unity to where we can come to one accordance where we can be on the same level to pray together to love one another together and how to lean and depend on the Lord. We are liking that in, in some of these areas. And, and I just ask, you know, for uh, you elders and you sisters to pray, not just for my family, but through the family throughout the world that's going through this same trouble. Amen. 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 Does anybody else? Elder Hardy? Yes, Pastor. Let the Lord use you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank and praise you, Lord God. Father, we thank and praise you for the spirit of truth on tonight, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much, Lord God, that you will not allow us to err, Father, that you would send the truth, Lord God, to find us wherever we are, Lord God, to deliver us in the name of Jesus, Father. Father God, we thank and praise you for those who are on the line tonight, Lord God. We send out a prayer, Lord God, for healing, Lord God, for you say, Father God, in your word, Lord God. If there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, Lord God. And we thank you and praise you, Lord God, that we pray for healing. tonight, Lord God, but not just healing, deliverance, Father. Deliverance, Lord God, from sin. Deliverance, Lord God, for those things that hold your people bound, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray for unity, Lord God, to bring the families together, Lord God, in Christ Jesus, Father. For who is my mother, who is my brother, but those who do the will of the Father. We must understand that they are the ones that does the will of the Father, Lord God, but we ask for unity, Lord God, that they may, Lord God, operate on one accord, that they may love one another, Father, and to do this in all things, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God. Continue to strengthen the sister, Lord God. Continue to allow her to pray, to seek your face, to call on your name, Lord God. For as they see Christ, Lord God, in her, Lord God, that they would ask, Lord God, what must I do to be saved, Lord God? In the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank and praise you, Lord God, for this teaching on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank God for you, Elder. 
Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.